This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking your telephone calls this hour. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. A lot to get to this hour. It's one of the biggest problems that America faces, that this country is looking at, and President Biden finally made it there, but spending only three hours in El Paso, Texas, in his first border visit as President of the United States, a story that has me terribly concerned as it relates to law enforcement and the greatest police force in the world. The NYPD, the NYPD saw 3,700 cops retire or were reassigned in 2022, the most since the post-9-11 exodus in 2002, when 3,846 cops said goodbye to the job. That's according to information obtained by the New York Post. And McCarthy's 15 rounds of voting Friday night for House Speaker was summed up in one word. Wow. But chaos, the chaos, the problems are just beginning. This is what I'm not sure about. And I'm really on the fence as it relates to this, that this some say, is only the latest indication that former President Trump, that his brand among Republicans has been significantly weakened. No doubt, Trump is still no doubt a powerful presence in the GOP. But the question becomes, is he vulnerable in his bid to win the Republican presidential nomination for a third uh, time. You just heard me and Curtis Sliwa discussing it, the battle between Mayor Eric Adams and Curtis Sliwa over rats. Uh, The mayor offered to uh, bring um, Curtis Sliwa on as the city's rat czar, unpaid internship. Curtis Sliwa was out at the mayor's townhouse, which has received a, a number of tickets, I believe three, for rats. He was cleaning the with his wife. You just heard her, Nancy Sliwa, cleaning the uh, outside of the home with ammonia and so on, making things apparently better. But over the weekend, and folks, you knew it was just a matter of time. You knew that these two guys are oil and vinegar, Oil and vinegar, and Matt Blaze joined me here. I mean, how long did you think <laughs> that these two guys? Well, and so, so apparently, to get to the heart of the matter, and Kenneth as well. Uh, apparently, the mayor called. Uh, there was a conversation between Adams and Todd Shapiro, a publicist, and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis was on the subway. Curtis is alleging that the mayor cursed him out using the f bomb. Well, look. Um, Eric Adams has already shown how he wants and loves the limelight and the spotlight. 
And now you have Curtis going out to his house and taking care of the problem that he couldn't take care of. You know, I mean, Curtis calls him the swagger man with no plan. He had no plan on how to fix the rap problem. He's going to Qatar. He's going to Puerto Rico. He's acting like the president of the United States when he can't even control the rap problem in New York City or have some kind of plan on how to control it. Besides the crime problem that we, we have. So now Curtis goes out there and Eric Adams says, hey, if you say you're going to do it, don't do it. Or don't, don't, don't cash that. Don't write the check you can't cash. And of course, what does Curtis do? Exactly what he said he was going to do. And now the mayor's all pissed off about it. You said you were going to do Oh, I didn't really think you were going to go out there. Oh, my God. Now he's yelling at him. You went into my house. He could have checked those cameras before he called him and cursed him out for going into my building and then realized, oh, he didn't go into my building. Curtis, it, it, it's a mess. Huh? It, it's a mess. It is a mess. Kenneth, what do you think about all this? Matt summed it up perfectly. I mean, it's clear that, that the mayor has no plans for these rats. And then you have Curtis, a guy that wants to come in and actually do something about it. He's there. He said he was going to be there. And then the mayor's complaining and has the audacity to curse him out. It, to me, it's it's ridiculous. Well, it, what what I can what I can tell you, folks, and I've known uh, Mayor Adams for thirty years. Uh, there are times when he has a short fuse, and if there's something on his mind, he's going to say it. He's going. He's one of these guys. He's not going to sugarcoat it. He's going to tell you exactly what he thinks. And uh, the, the the few times that we did communicate privately. Uh, during the campaign, uh, Curtis Lee will always got under his skin. And so, <laughs> and so, so maybe, maybe guys, maybe that that's what this is all about. Maybe. You, you think that's jealousy? I mean, Curtis has been doing this for 40 plus years, cleaning up New York City in all ways. And let me tell you something about Curtis. And people don't know this. He comes in here, he does the whole weekend, the Quinella, as he says, five shows. And then he, he does the last part with Nancy. And then he comes in and you guys do the handoff. And do you know what he does afterwards, what he's done? He'll come into the control room. Because you remember, on the weekend, the maintenance people in the building are not here. They have the weekend off. And we are a 24-7, 365 day operation. So what happens? The garbage pails get filled up because there's no one here on the weekend to clean them out. Do you know after Curtis finishes his weekend of 20 hours, he comes into this control room, takes the garbage pail, dumps it out, and puts a new bag in it. He doesn't have to do that, but he does that because this is what Curtis Sliwa has done for the last 40 years. He's cleaning things up. And I think the mayor didn't like being shown up. He just didn't like it. Besides the fact of what Curtis says about him all the time anyway. <laughs> and then he shows him up at his own house and says, look, you have no plan. I got the plan. Here it is. And he's like, well, wait a minute. He's really right. doing it. Right. Man, right. Adam's going, he's really doing it. And then he gets mad about it. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. Well, uh, the mistake that Mayor Adams made in this situation is that uh, it, 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 he took on a fight that he thought was cute uh, with Curtis Lewa. And this is one that he was not going to win. He was not he he was not going to win this because in the court of public opinion, um, Curtis can get the cameras just as much as the mayor can. And thank you, Matt. And thank you, Kenneth. It, it, it is a mess. And so and so, folks, I'm waiting for the next shoe to drop now. An update as it relates to a massive strike by nurses at two major city hospitals. Well, the good news is that it was averted. Sunday, when their union reached a tentative new contract, but but two of the biggest and busiest hospitals where a crippling uh, walkout still looms, uh, they are postponing surgeries and transferring uh, newborns uh, needing intensive care. And so the New York State, the New York State Nurses Association settled its contract disputes with with Mount Sinai West and Mount Sinai Morningside agreeing to wage increases of more than 19% over 
three years, the hospital said in a statement. And so uh, it improves uh, staffing standards and enforcement, according to a union official. But despite the progress, unionized nurses failed to reach contract deals at Mount Sinai Hospital. That's where I was born. Uh, and at Montefiore Medical Center in the Bronx, major, major facilities where more than 7,100 nurses are threatening to walk off the job in less than five and a half hours. They are threatening to walk off the job by 6 a.m. this morning. So we are watching uh, this this situation with nurses as well. And we're going to start the telephone calls. A number of topics to get to this morning. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Whatever's on your mind, let's go, folks. Let's begin with Susan in Brooklyn. Good morning, Susan, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Oh, Dominic, it's always a pleasure. Listen, um, I wanted to just go back to what you were, one of the topics you brought up about how the um, House now um, will be going into so-called more chaos uh, because the rules now still have to be voted on. But I don't look at it as co- – I think we all had a great education um, to see – what the history was and why we needed these reforms and both it's 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 for the not just the republicans it's for the democrats that the um and that they will have to hash things out and it's going to be uh very contentious but this is a good thing because the it's been very dysfunctional and not serving the american voters and people and we have a representative Republican. Now, what I learned from this, and I would love to hear what you think, is that a lot of things were changed when uh, the House uh, on the Republican side went from Boehner to Paul Ryan. I actually gave up my Republican um, registration because of Paul Ryan. I'm a registered independent, and I just want to see good policies that are are successful. I don't care what party comes up with it, but I felt that Paul Ryan was just a cancer on not just the Republican Party, but uh, what, how he performed and the rules. And then Nancy Pelosi, she she ruled with the iron fist. She had the Democrats had no ability, apparently have any kind of discussions Susan. and that she just had everything shoved through. I don't Susan. know what kind of Susan, let, right? let, let me just say this. Your your assessment of the history and the way things work is very dead on. It's very accurate what you just said. Now you and I will disagree a little bit uh because the political reality is any effective speaker must rule with an iron fist or whatever term you want to use. Uh, you just use one of them in order to get things done. You just can't have, I, I know you want an exchange of ideas and equal representation, but at the end of the day, uh, you've got to be able to get something done. And I mean, you did see where they almost came to blows uh, at the midnight hour on Friday. Did you see that? The oh, Republicans? I was up all night. Yes, okay, sir. Okay, <laughs> so, so Susan, you, you're very astute to the political process, but how in the world, let's just deal with the Republicans right now, because uh, there's a rule in politics, and that is when your opponent is destroying him or herself, you just get out the way. And that's what the Democrats did with this, with this round one, round two, all the way up to 15. Uh, Susan, my question for you, and I really want you to answer this for me, is... The Freedom Caucus wants cut, 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 cut. That's just not the political reality. How is anything going to get done? Because our the full faith and credit of the United States is on the line here. It's not cut, cut, cut. It is to get rid of the um, the 
things that the gover- the federal government shouldn't even be funding. And besides that, is that when you say, okay, Nancy Pelosi got things done, yeah, she got things passed, trillions of dollars of debt, and not one Democrat stood up, no, no discussion. And of course, and we that, are on the brink Susan, of going bankrupt. I, I agree with you, of- Susan. I agree with you. I agree with you. But, Susan, I want you to answer my question, and then I have to go to some other calls. I want you to tell me. They're not going to get them. The Republicans are not going to get Democratic votes. So that means on every single issue, if if McCarthy loses four votes, it's done. So I I really want you to tell me how are things going? How is anything going to get done? Because they've just jumped into the uh, fire now as we go forward. That's what I want an answer to. How is anything going to get done? Because these People now, through the new rules, are going to represent their constituents, and that is going to carry the day. And they will come together because they don't want to make us a totally bankrupt country. And that is going to come out how, how we are on the brink of losing our full faith and credit, and the dollar will no longer be king dollar and we will we will lose our total way of life if we raise the debt ceiling. This is this has got to be where it stops. That's that's not that's not the political reality, Susan. And and but I thank you for the call. I appreciate the fact of your passion and what you just said. Thank you for the call. But the reality, Susan, do you think the moderates are just going to go kumbaya to the Freedom Caucus? I'm talking about moderate Republicans, if you will. I'm even talking about some of the conservative Republicans. It's going to be payback time to the Freedom Caucus. They're not, they almost came to blows. They're not going to agree with them. McCarthy, he, he, I don't know what he's going to be able to get done. Remember what I said, folks, and you can write it down, you can record it. The Democrats are not going to help the Republicans. They are going to sit on their hands and just watch. And on every single vote, if McCarthy loses more than four Republicans, it's done. So nothing is going to get done. Robert, Suffolk County, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. I'm good to hear you. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning. Um, Mayor Adams, he's not entitled to a City corporation lawyer at taxpayer expense. This is a personal issue. Right. I, I hear you, really Robert. An ethics, the, that's the, really let, an ethics violation. Let, let, the mayor claims that they ran this past uh, the the board that decides these matters. I agree with you. The, the mayor receives a ticket at his private residence and a city lawyer. I don't know if it was corporation counsel, but a city lawyer represented him. And now he has two more tickets to the average New York citizen, for a lawyer to represent you with something like that, that's easy, easy, $1,500. Easy. And any lawyer worth their salt is going to um, extend the hearings, and now you just start piling on more and more money. Please continue, Robert. Okay. So um, it's a personal matter. This has nothing to do with his official job as the mayor of New York City. That makes it a personal expense, like any other property owner. Right. I, he I, has to, go ahead, Robert. Okay. Uh, the other thing is the city has, since de Blasio especially, been increasing fines. They've become three times what they used to be when de Blasio came into office. Yes. The city wants the money. That's what they want. They want him to pay something. Hmm. Well, Robert, we, yeah. thank, thank you for the call. We will see how that one uh, plays out. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure. Let's go to Teddy. Teddy and Yonkers. Good morning, Teddy. What's on your mind? Morning, Dominic. I just love your voice, and uh, your, thank you. And the reason why I like you so much, you give people the opportunity to speak. You don't cut them off, and 
then you go back and forth. And that's great, Dominic. And that's a tribute to you. And I want the listening audience to recognize that, even if they disagree with you. And I do disagree with you on a number of things. But I respect you so much. I just Thank wanted you. to say that first. Okay. Uh, Dominic, the Republican, where is there going to when will there ever be compromise in the United States Congress? When we had Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan, they would go out for a drink at the bar after they compromised and they yelled at each other. But there was compromise. Dominic, I don't see it now. I just don't see it. The Republicans can't even get along with each other. they got the Bobarts. Marjorie Taylor Greens, Matt Bates's yelling. Then they were going to have the congressman going to have a fist fight, going after Matt Bates or whatever. What's going on, Dominic? We got. I taught high school. This is what they did sometimes at Clinton. The kids. They're acting like this in, in Congress, and all the Republican callers, Norm and BJ and Dominic from Minnesota. You you spoken to him. They don't want to recognize that. All I hear is Democrats, Democrats, Democrats. And Dominic, don't get me wrong, many of the Democrats are whacked out. The far left, I don't care for the far left, the AOC crowd. I don't care for the Tlaib crowd or the Omar crowd. I don't care for them. But Dominic, we have, we're, not gonna, we're not going to fight with one another. And uh, there has to be compromise on both sides. And I'd like to hear your reaction. There, thank you for the call, Teddy. There will be very little to no compromise. Nothing is going to get done in Washington. Anyone that's looking at this as a positive, what happened in terms of this 15-round boxing match fight for a speaker, with all due respect, has on rose-colored glasses. One, as I just said, it's going to be payback time. To all those members that supported McCarthy and uh, these folks held on and held out. And and I know I know some of you feel that they did the right thing on principle. the, The political reality is you're about to find out what's going to happen, because if you think that those people that supported McCarthy is now going to say to the Freedom Caucus members, oh, you're so right. We're in love with you. We're going to that's not going to happen. They're going to hate their guts. Within the party, within the party, I I don't know. And if this threshold goes to a five-member vote, where if you just get five, you can start a a process to get rid of the speaker, it's the speaker's job has been completely watered down. Some feel that that's a good thing. Some feel that's a good thing. But we are headed into turmoil with this country. There'll be investigations of the Biden administration. That is a good thing. But very little, very little is going to get done. Let's go to Robert in Philadelphia this morning. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? Um, How you doing, Dominic? It's good to talk to you again, man. And what you were saying kind of segued right into what my point was. Um, I think that you're overblowing the effect this is going to have on the Congress's ability to act. But bear in mind, anything this Congress does, if it's something we want, isn't going to make it through the Senate and isn't going to be signed by the president. Am I right? Uh, Probably. I think think the possibility of of compromise is more possible with the Senate. But it is dead on arrival with with the House. Nothing will get done. And and what you had said to the previous caller wears – Cut, 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 although that's not necessarily what they want to do. They want to shrink that, et cetera. Is a reality is the problem. And changing that reality, the first battle was just fought with McCarthy. There's a bigger battle coming with McConnell if the Republicans take the Senate in 2024. And it's something that desperately needs to be changed, Dominic. Would you agree with that? Um, if, 31 if, trillion in debt. I mean, how much more can we spend? I, I, I hear you. I hear you. But what I'm trying to get everyone to understand is the reality of modern day politics. Now, I know, I know, Robert, your perspective is, you know, throw it out the window, you know, smash it with a hammer. 
But it, I it's... wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say it. I don't know if that's entirely accurate. You okay. Know? Okay. I, I'd be cool with spending caps. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We did it back in ninety. We did it back in ninety five with Clinton and Gingrich, and it worked very well. We it led to a surplus, did it not? Three percent tax. You know, like Teddy said, compromise. I didn't hear that word once when Pelosi was running the show there. So that was kind of ignored right out of hand. And I'm not saying that we have to be super hardline. All the House has to do um, legislatively is not do unnecessary spending, and that's in the bag. Right, and but, do their but, investigations. But Robert, but who gets yes. to define what unnecessary spending is? Who gets to make that distinction? Um, well, I would say we just had several examples of it where most of us can agree that the omnibus bill was overspending at its worst. It was a political giveaway. We won't have that anymore, and that's a good thing. I'm not saying we're going to have a panacea legislatively with this Congress, but we can start the investigations. And I'm just saying to Mr. McConnell down the road, your days are numbered as Speaker of the Majority for the Republicans. You, you it's know, a it, new party. It, it's, it's funny. It, it's party. not a new party. We, they're just going it through is. a bump. It's not. That's wishful thinking. Because before I, well, b- before the establishment the alternative votes, is disaster. Before, the alternative is disaster. I, 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 I hear you, Robert. But before the alternative goes, these Freedom Caucus members will go. But you, you'll, you'll see, you'll they're see. only 40 percent. They're only 40 percent of the Freedom Caucus. Thirty three members voted, McCart- voted for McCarthy all along. Why is that swept under the rug? Disagreement isn't a bad thing, Dominic. Right. I'm but, sorry. Okay. I'm not preaching to you. No, no, but... no, no. no. It's, it's OK, Robert. But, but OK. But, but I want to ask you the same question I asked early on. And I want you okay. and, and I'm short on time, but I want you to tell me this. Right. Quickly, yes. How is anything going to get done? Anything? Um, I think that the the things that that can that could realistically be done, regardless, because like I said before, even if the Republicans were all on the same page legislatively, they were going to be stopped. We but all they're, but they're not on the same page. So again, no, Robert, but, but I, so it doesn't matter though. Okay, so if they were so, on the same page. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Robbie. If, go ahead. They were, if they were on the same page and they're getting snubbed, the fact that they're not being on the same page is irrelevant. They can still do no. the investigation. No. They it's can not still... irrelevant. The government has to run. The government has to can... run. Well, that would be the case no matter what these 20 members did. The, re- the see, mainstream Robert, media Robert, and the Democrats Robert, are going to hate Robert, Robert, you only want to focus on the speaker's vote. Uh, that's done. I'm looking to the future. And, so am and, I. I and, just said and, McConnell. And, right. Right. No, but that's wishful thinking. I get it. You you want McConnell gone. I get it. But, but I w- guarantee w- w- you he will be, Dominic. Okay. And that's my prediction. I okay. promise you he All will right. be. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see. Robert, I appreciate the call as I always. I love talking to you, though, man. Love, love chatting with you as well, Robert. Bless you and have a uh, beautiful day. Dominic Carter here with you. We are going to take a break. We are going to take a break. Coming up at the top of the hour at 1 a.m., Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. Also, our Carter Chronicles at uh, 45 minutes past the hour. When we come back, more of your telephone calls from Queens to Connecticut, Staten Island, Yonkers, and a second call from Staten Island. Talk Radio 77, this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Air Force One touchdown in El Paso, Texas, Sunday afternoon as President Biden made his first trip to the Mexican border since he took office two years ago. 
for a brief three-hour visit. And all of this comes as uh, he is apparently definitely going to uh, run for re-election. I don't see it. Maybe he knows something um, that uh, those of us that are not supporting him does not know. We will see how this uh, how this all turns out. Let's go to John on Staten Island. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Uh, love your show. Thank you, John. Very, arti- very articulate guy that you are. Thank you. Unfortunately, being a conservative, and I don't know if you're a Republican, but, you know, they would throw at you that you're an Uncle Tom, you know, and that's the wrong thing to do. Wait, wait, no John, 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 what does that have to do with anything that we're discussing this morning? I'll tell you, uh, when they had the vote on Kevin McCarthy, right? what people were telling Kevin McCarthy, what they were saying in Congress was that they wanted to drain the swamp, and he's part of the swamp, just the way Mitch McConnell is. They've been entrenched in those positions for so long that they are the swamp. And that's what the, the new congressmen coming in were trying to get the message across. And there was nothing wrong with going 14 rounds to select the right guy. Okay, but th- th- that, that, that's your opinion. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I didn't um, mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, but that, that you know, if they look at that as people being uh, indecisive in Congress, they're not indecisive. You know, the Democrats will always say they'll work along with the Republicans. That is a load of garbage. Okay, John, 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 you're the third caller I've asked this question to. So I'm going to try it with you, then I have to move on. I want you to tell me how is, on the Republican side, how is anything going to get done? That's what I want you to tell me. I've asked three different different callers, and no one has answered the question. I think that if they sit down as they did, to select a speaker and start hashing out some of the problems. We know that the spending that the Democrats have done for the last two years is out of hand. Okay, but wait, wait hey, John, do me a favor. For, for argument's sake, leave the Democrats alone. Focus on the Republicans. Yes. You have got a group of infighting members where the, the margin is so small if McCarthy loses four votes, he's on any given issue, he's in trouble. How is anything in the world going to get done? Well, I think that there has to be a lot more negotiation before they go in for a vote to make sure, ensure themselves they have the vote instead of making themselves look ridiculous. We agree on that. We agree on that. Time. Right. Well, we you we know. we agree on that, and... um it's a matter of being able to count the votes. But we'll see, John. We're going to find out in a very short order in terms of um, if the new, if you will, Republican Party in Congress, thank you for the call, John, will be able to get uh, anything done. Let's go to John on Staten Island. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, Dominic. Happy New Year. Same to you. Happy New Year. Just to touch quickly on, I think, what some of these people are trying to say, and then I want to go into the other thing. Um, I think they're talking about the stuff like the $400 million to a Tunisian border. So if we, if we could stop the, the unnecessary spending like that, or, or $3.9 million for a, a walkway in the taxpayer's name for Michelle Obama, I think that's the, the nuances that a lot of these callers are saying they agree with the, the 14 rounds of uh, – you know, trying to get some rules against these these last minute bills where nobody knows what's inside. The reason why I actually called is um, something I, I'd love for you to give some attention to. Uh, you were speaking about the people retiring from the NYPD in record numbers. Yes, and it's horrible. We, it, it, it is horrible, but you have to realize something. Dominic. We haven't had a contract since 2017. So picture the 10 percent uh, inflation that we've been suffering for the last two years, and then making a 2017 salary. It would be so greatly appreciated by every member of this department if you, John Katzman, you gave me some attention because political pressure is the only way, 
you know, this could have a change, right? You know, Adams is sitting on his hands. They constantly asking for us to, to give back. We, what are we going to give? We're the lowest paid uh, police agency. Everybody says, oh, we're the best. But we're the lowest paid in the tri-state area. It, it's disgusting, I mean, John. It, it it really is. And 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 you're right. You, you're right, public pressure. Because the, to be honest with you, I didn't even know that it's that you guys have not received a raise, as you just said, and, uh, since 2017. That's a failure on our PBA. Our PBA should be putting... There should be billboards up on the side of the BQE. You know, we pay we pay dues every month. There, there, there's millions of dollars in surplus. They should be advertising this. If the, some of the public who support the police, and I know they're out there, mm-hmm. they realize that, you know, it's been almost 2,000 days since we've had a contract. Maybe something would happen. But you know what it is? It's, it's the unspoken word, like nobody knows about it. So, listen, anything that, like I said, we, we all love your show. Uh, I know Catsman CD's got a big uh, five o'clock show. If it could be mentioned any, any way or any anything possible at this point for us, it's just it's 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 2,000 days, man. It's it's from 2017. It's just something that I think it would be great if it could get some attention. John, you're dead on, and I promise that that's exactly what I'm going to do. Thank you for the call. Uh, in the days ahead, just give me a little bit of time. I will focus on the uh, contract situation for the NYPD. Let's go to Ed. Ed on Staten Island. Good morning, Ed. What's on your mind? Nothing's going to get done. You're right. But Americans love divided government. If you look back historically, and if you look, if you break down the budget, 79% is mandatory spending, and then the interest on the debt, which is about 5%, is also mandatory, and that means discretionary debt. I mean, discretionary spending is less than $2 trillion, and that's 22% of the budget. So that's where the pain is going to be felt. Everything else will get paid for automatically, and nothing's going to get done. But I'm fine with that. Why, Ed, why are you fine with that? Oh, <laughs> I don't want any more spending. Okay. I don't want to pay any more taxes. Okay. Well, I, I certainly agree with you uh uh, on the taxes, and as far yeah, as the spending. Yeah, I know. You pay uh, Rockland property taxes. Yes. You, you get a crappy school district to boot. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. I, I'm a longtime listener of your show, well, thank and you. I'm on your side. Well, thank thank you, Ed. The only silver lining for me is that uh, my kids are now grown, so they're not in the uh, public school system, but but they are children that are receiving um, an education in the East Ramapo uh, school district now, and I I do have a deep concern and in fact commitment towards making sure that, that they receive the best education uh, possible. Let's go to Pat in Connecticut. Good morning, Pat. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Happy New Year. And, Same uh, to you. Second time caller. I watched all day Friday, and I was a little disappointed. And I'm a Republican, and the Democratic uh, new leader. He did a lot of poking at Trump, and instead of being a unifier of the parties, he was more a divider. And I just want to take, get your take on that. Well, see if you listen to you, that you, you, you're going to. I, I didn't see the speech by Hakeem Jeffries, uh, but you're going to have a lot of that, Pat. So you might as well get used to it. Uh, for the Democrats, from Biden on down, they believe they have a winning message by just saying Trump, Trump, Trump. And America, I I don't think, Pat, that we as Americans understand how divided we are politically. So Trump, Trump for example, Trump, for an example, half the country loves him. Half the country can't stand his guts. I love him, Dominic. all, All you have to do, I think he was an effective president. All you have to do is mention his name. And the Democrats have polled this issue. They're not just talking for the sake of talking. Yep. They they have polled this, and they know that they resonate with their base and their fundraising dollars by just saying the name Donald Trump. Pat, I, I thank, you, thank you for your call from uh, Connecticut this morning. We are going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your telephone calls. W-A-B-C. 
Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Well, it looks like the complaining from the mayor of New York City has worked. Colorado is canceling. Colorado is canceling plans to send migrants to New York City. This as Mayor Adams and Mayor Lightfoot of Chicago uh, were upset about this, and it was an outcry and demanded an end to the program. The Democratic governor of Colorado says he will stop sending migrants to New York City, Chicago, and other major Democrat-run cities after mayors expressed outrage at the plan in recent weeks. The governor had agreed to work with local authorities in Denver to send migrants to the final destination of where they said they wanted to go. So think about this for a second, folks. At least in Colorado, they were asking the migrants, where do you want to go? And then sending them, sending them there. But of course, it was rather convenient because this way you push them out and it's not an impact on, on your citizens. But hey, hey, how can we blame the governor of Colorado for trying to do the right thing for his residents? Any mayor, any governor should say there's no room or find another way to ship them off somewhere else. Or, again, what Adams should have done from day one was put them in a tent city. Marianne in Queens, good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, yes, I would like to give my opinion on um, Mr. Kevin McCain being elected. Kevin McCarthy? Let you, me mean, tell you, you said yeah, McCain. Kevin, Kevin, McCarthy. Kevin McCain. Okay. Yes. No, McCarthy. 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 Go ahead. McCarthy, McCarthy. Let me tell you what I think about this. Uh, even though the mega people are a small minority, they stop a speaker from being elected. Until he negotiated with those people the January 6th investigation to give justice to those people that did not have a fair defense, the immigration issue, the oil industry, Marianne, the inflation, Marianne, and law that, and order, Marianne, he was not elected. Marianne, that's one small victory. Now, what happens going forward? Nobody wants to deal with the reality. That's one small victory. What happens now? Well, I agree that even McConnell, he knows that he, if he wants the Republicans to win in 2024, he has to force his establishment to work with the other. You didn't answer my question. You 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 went right into the Senate and McConnell. My question was, what happens now? In the house, that's just one small band aid victory. What happens now? Well, they had to continue voting on issues, and they had to get together to have them pass. Right, but that's they're not, but, they're, but they're not going to, Marianne. They will not. Well, I believe that they will. You okay. See. Okay. Oh, by the way, by the way, before please, if you may, Donald Trump have a winning uh, card in this one until he advised those people to take it easy. And vote. They didn't get anything. Even Marjorie Taylor Greene from MAGA, she has to go on the table and in that floor to convince those people to vote for McCarthy. So he wins. He 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 earned the winning vote because of the MAGA people. You see, this is a small minority. You see how much they are going to do. I am very optimistic, and I think that many things are going to be changing this country. Okay, thank you for the call, Marianne. Stephen Brooklyn. Good morning. What's on your mind? Yes, a direct answer to your question. Uh, the the mere, merest act of stopping the Democrats from doing any further harm in the direction they've been doing is a positive development and getting something done. Let me let me by analogy state it. Automobiles have brakes in them as well as the gas. 
We've been going in a car that's in the wrong direction. The first thing we need is to brake because the car has a momentum in the wrong direction. By the same thing, the first thing we need to do is have brakes that stop the democratic assault on our republic. And by the way, I think the founding fathers of government had something in mind. They didn't want radical changes. They didn't want so much getting done quickly because they felt that a lot of what is getting done is bad. So they wanted to have constraints and restraints on too much change. And it could be said that the merest act of um, stopping the Democrats from the irregular spending they've been doing in the last two years or so is a major accomplishment. You need to break first before you can change the direction of a land vehicle. Hey, Steve, I hear you. I, I hear you. And I'm sure many of our uh, listeners agree with your position. But explain this to me. Two years from now, come re-election campaign, you can't run on a platform if you're a Republican candidate by saying, you sure, in these, in these districts with these Freedom Caucus members, yes. But the mainstream Republicans, they can't put uh, commercials on television that say we were the party of no. What, what are they going to be able to run on? What's going to be their platform? We, we, the first thing they will do is claim we're the party that stopped us going off the cliff. Okay, that but, was but, a major accomplishment. Steve, we were going off Steve, a cliff. Steve, we were headed in Steve, the wrong direction. Steve, we can, man- Steve, can you please tell me, what will they be able to run for re-election on? Well, see, that, see, that's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought, Steve. No, I, I, yeah, I, I was stopped by your, your screener oh, for okay, a moment. Okay. My reply is we first have to stop going no, I off got the you. cliff. Wait, I, Steve, I got that part. What can that they run on? Steve, Steve, in a, in a mainstream district, it is not a positive accomplishment. What will they be able to run on? A return to the excellent policies that were happening in the former administration. Okay, thank you for the call, Steve. Let's go to Jack in White Plains. Good morning, Jack. What's on your mind? I kind of agree with a lot of what Steve said, but in my opinion, the first thing they should do, the Republicans have core values. We have to agree on certain things. I think immigration is a real problem. I think the first thing they should do is transfer 75,000 employees that they were taking into the IRS when that leaves them 12,000 new employees and put them on immigration and the border and stop the border from hemorrhaging, put uh, a new limit on how long it takes for legal immigration to get processed instead of three years, make it six months to a year and get people working in those departments to process the applications have a merit system and get to the people we need to fill the jobs we need, which is traditionally what we did and why we have high standards in this country. And we, if we accomplish just the border and just the immigration, which I think the Republicans could agree on. But, you, but, but, but Jack, you're making a major assumption. Remember, the Democrats have control of the Senate. So, so whatever whatever the house comes up with, but I think I thank you for the call. I do need to uh, introduce Frank Morano, who's here with me this morning. Good morning to you, sir. Hey, hello, Dominic. How was the weekend? Uh, my weekend was okay. How about yours? Pretty good, pretty good. I want to thank you uh, publicly for this delightful Christmas gift that you uh, ah. gave me of uh, a lovely Stoli vodka gift set, which uh, I tell you, you know me too well, Dominic. <laughs> What what do you have coming up this morning? Well, a lot of very interesting stories. No guests, so there's going to be plenty of opportunity to uh, take calls on a wide variety of uh, of subjects. It, there's this one story out of academia, which is just driving me crazy. It was on the front page of the Sunday New York Times about this professor, uh, art history professor, very responsible academic, who apparently lost her job for 
showing some art that depicted the Prophet Muhammad. And I think this is just crazy. And how the whole world, left-wing, right-wing, academic, non-academic, is not rallying to this professor's defense here is something I just don't understand. So we're going to get into that. Uh, I have some fun stories from the weekend that I'll share. We've got commendations to get to. And uh, one of the, while we've been watching the speaker drama, there's a huge story that has been brewing out of Washington, D.C. this week. And ultimately, this story is going to affect people's lives a whole lot more than anything that happened in the Speaker's election. And it has to do with something that the Federal Trade Commission did, of all entities. A lot of people didn't hear about it because the whole world has been focused on the Speaker election, rightly so. I'm going to tell you about it and break down what I think the implications are. So I, I'm about to go to Helen in uh, Connecticut. But, but my premise, Frank, has been that, you know, after this debacle, if you will, over the speaker, that I worry that the Republicans, given they only have a four-vote uh, cushion, that they're not going to be able to get much done. What do you think? I, I tend to agree with, I tend to agree with you. I think um, the path forward is going to be on bipartisan coalitions, which I think is probably a good thing, right? So if they're going to uh, get a deal on the debt ceiling, for instance, which is probably the next big fight that the Freedom Caucus is going to wage, I think the Republicans are going to need to work with the Democrats in order to get, uh, you know, get something done. And I, I think that is maybe uh, sometimes you have uh, your best, most productive arrangements when it's kind of a shotgun marriage. And I think it may turn out to be a good thing if they're willing to work across the aisle with one another. Even some of the Democrats are saying they're willing to work with the Freedom Caucus people on some of their demands. You know, one of the demands was a massive cut in defense spending. That's one of the things that these Republicans wanted. And some Democrats are saying, hey, well, we're going to go along with that, too. So I think it remains to be seen. The thing that worries me in terms of productivity is this uh, provision that allows the speaker to be voted on with one person asking for their removal becomes very difficult to get anything done. And that's, if, if that's, that's exactly mar- the margin point. there. Helen, you are chatting with Frank and Dominic. You, we only have a minute left. Go ahead, please. Hi, Dominic. Um, I think you've had a very lively uh, conversation. I kind of uh, agree with a woman who called um, only two calls ago. Uh, with regard to uh, Donald Trump. No, hey, Helen, I, I hear you, but I've got, I've got 30 seconds left. You've got to get to the point. Okay, I think Donald Trump's position is much stronger than prior to this fight in uh, Congress among the Democrats, among the Republicans, because in the final analysis, he went ahead and endorsed the Speaker. And I think the reciprocity there will be very, very powerful. So I believe that Donald Trump has just actually empowered himself okay. much more than, than prior. So- Helen, I, I apologize for happiness, having to step in, but I'm completely out of time. Dominic Carter with you folks saying keep it right there. Coming up right now, Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight.